0: Mother! You <laughs> silly cat. What the f**k have you done?! enough! <laughs> no, no, no. You are f**king Never f-ing again! What well, are you coming out on a f**king job with me?! That is it! Honestly mother, that is the day's your last f**k stand that is! You're done! So welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the DNA podcast. A very different podcast this one's going to be because I'm actually going to have this as an in-session piece whilst I'm going to be going to Rainbow. I'm actually currently sat in my van at the moment <clears throat> outside my house and it's 1.47 in the morning. I've got about 16 maybe 15, maybe 14 hours travelling ahead of me at the moment. The van's loaded, all the kits in here, got loads of bait, loads of kit, uh, oh, just, I've brought absolutely everything with me, including the kitchen sink, believe you me. But yeah, buzzing for this. This is my, my sort of annual two-week trip that I normally do every single year. And I'm out there with Paul Hudson, just about going pick him up he lives around the corner from me, so I'm going to go and get Paul, and yeah, set sail for Rainbow. It's always a massive slog on the way down there, and uh, yeah, you need to stop off two or three times, because like I say, there's a lot of travelling involved, but I'm absolutely buzzing for it and cannot wait. Roll on, get into Sunny Rainbow. Oh. Well what a slog that was. God. Uh, my mammoth drive that we've just arrived and yeah I'm looking forward to getting myself a beer in the clubhouse. Pascal's inside at the moment waiting. Paul's already gone into the clubhouse. It's actually half four in the evening. So yeah, a long, long drive. Uh, luckily for us though, um Pascal's just told Paul that the guys that were in peg six have actually gone home. So they've gone home, We've obviously you arrive on the Friday and then you can get in the swim Saturday morning, 10 o'clock in the morning. And Pascal said to us, you know, we're more than welcome to go down to the swim and put the bivvies up, not fishing tonight, obviously. Well, to be honest, we're probably not gonna get into the swim till this evening anyway. We'll have a catch up with a few of the guys around the lake But yeah, it looks and just, I love coming through them green gates at the Mecca that is rainbow and buzzing, absolutely buzzing. So yeah, gonna catch up with a load of the guys and then we're gonna head off down into peg six and we're gonna get, all of the bivvies up. All the, I've got a cook tent with me. I've got like my two-man bivvy, and yeah, I think this could well be a long night. It's already been a long night. Well, I've obviously been up since half one this morning, as it is anyway. I can see us having a late one tonight, but you know, it is what it is. I've got two weeks ahead of me, and you know. <laughs> yeah, I, Although I've got them two weeks ahead of me, most people would say, oh well, you know, just, just put your bivvy up in your bed and go to sleep, get a good night's kit. But if I can get everything, out, if I can get the cook tent up, get all the cooking stuff up and get the bivy sorted out, you know, rod rests in the floor and everything, then it just leaves the whole Saturday to concentrate on putting the rods out. So yeah, right, I'm gonna have a catch up with Pascal, have myself a beer. Have a trot round the lake with some of the other lads and then get into the swim. Looking forward to it. You could hear a pin drop here. It is absolutely silent. I've just um It's now 3.41 in the morning. Oh, God, and I've only just managed to get... The bivy, cook tent, and all that—I've sorted it all. So I've not managed to get me bloody bank sticks in the ground. I've done it. Been up a long, long time. So this is only going to be a quick update. So it's only get me head down. But yeah, I've set me alarm for you know sort of seven, eight o'clock in the morning. See if we can um, see any shows out in the pond. Not heard anything as of yet. But but yeah, in the meantime, I'm absolutely knackered. I'm going to get me head down now. I try to think how long I've been up for. You know when you've been up for so long you start hallucinating and this, oh, yeah, I just feel like an absolute zombie. So, yeah, looking forward to a good night's kip, that's for sure. Right, over and out. Right, Saturday evening then, Saturday the first day and I've only still managed to get two bloody rods out, to be honest with you. I've been tarting around in the swim All day, just like trying to sort spots and this and the other. On one of the rods, I really want to put like a a big amount of bait on an area, and I've managed to find like this plateau area. Funny enough, Paul was telling me just before we we we'd come out, he read a write up that Alan Taylor did. Um, God rest his soul on uh, peg six, and he fished this plateau area. He'd actually fished all four of his rods, so he completely committed himself to <clears throat> sort of like one zone, as such, um, on, on the right hand side of six. Now, i um, Paul's actually said that he wants to fish the left-hand side, which, which surprised me, to be honest. I thought I was going on the left and he was going on the right. The right-hand side's the more favourable side. That's the side that tends to do a lot more fish than the left-hand side does. I did do a video in peg six and Obviously uh, that shows me being on the left. So yeah, it's nice It's nice to um, mix it up a little bit and, and get to have a chance on the right. So I found this big plateau area that Alan Taylor fished and I've basically I've put like four H-blocks in a square and just baited the granny out of it, like right in the centre of these four H-blocks. And um, I've got a bollocks rig down there. What, what I'm doing is I'm actually baiting quite a wide area with the SLK, 18 millers. I've got I've got a few 22 millers that are left over from a shanty trip. and. I've just baited this massive area and then where I'm placing my hook bait I'm putting a kilo of switch over the top just to give like the area a bit of coloration around where like the hook bait is sort of thing hook baits I'm using I've got a switch on one and I've got an SLK on the other so I've managed to get that rod out plateau rod is out and sorted I've got a long rod which I would say is about 200 and it's deceiving. It looks like it's only about two hundred yards away, but I'm sure it's further because it just takes forever to get up the back of this swim, and it's right on the boundary. Like as you look out of the swim, you've got like a row of islands right out in the background, and that there's some are sunken underwater, some are just poking their heads out, sort of thing, and you've got about four or five of them that you can see visually from the bank, and that's the boundary for PEG 11. Um, PEG 11 is like quite an open swim, an easy sort of swim to fish, and Ken and Jackie are in there. They're you know, regulars to Rainbow. They come over and do sort of six-week trips. I'm sure um, any of you Rainbow guys out there will know who Ken and Jackie are. And, and yeah, they're in PEG 11 at the minute and there is... Fish in our swim and fish in 11. A lot more in 11 than there is in ours, but we've seen a few show. I've seen a couple show um, at the back of this plateau that I'm actually fishing, so there's definitely fish in the swim, which is ideal. But it's taken me all day to get two bloody rods sorted. I've, But after not really getting much sleep, you know, from the last two nights as such, I've sort of just been zombieing about a little bit now. But now I've seen a couple of fish show. Oh, they yeah. Plateau rods just bleeped. Now I've seen a couple of fish show at the back of the plateau. Yeah, buzzing, buzzing, buzzing with that rod. We've definitely got fish in the swim. Peg six is not a renowned swim for catching loads and loads of fish, to be honest. It nine times out of ten, when you speak to guys that fish in here, they sort of you know. A lot of the times it's, oh, we had a brace of 70s and that was it, you know, for a two week trip. They had two bites, but they were big you know, so it's definitely a big fish swim. Just hope that the biggins are in here. The one that I saw at the back of the plateau looked about, you know, sort of 20 30 pound, proper come clattering out of the water, sort of thing. So, yeah, I'm buzzing that there's fish in here. There's another spot which I'm just about to go and go and drop the rod out. Uh, it's starting to get dark now, so I'm just going to go and drop my other rod out, which is a spot called the secret spot. It's just like behind this island to my right-hand side. You've got a gap in between sort of, a bar there and there's a few underwater trees and you sort of fish off left hand side of this secret spot and then I've got my channel which runs down to the right hand side which goes all the way down to peg five. That is the area where Crowy had sort of caught Eric's common from back in um you know a few years back when I did my peg six video. So yeah it'd be wicked to get down down that channel, I've never been down there in a boat, obviously, because I've never been on the right hand side. But it looks absolutely mega. It's about fifty yards wide, and it's got like little bays in it, loads of trees that are hanging over and in the water. I've spoke to Eric, who, funny enough, Eric's common is named after, who's in Peg Five. I've spoken to him, seen where the boundary is. You've got like a green tree coming down into the water. That's where the boundary is. So, yeah, I'm gonna. Uh, at first, I'm I'm only going to fish into the channel. I'm probably going to go about thirty or forty yards into the channel, see if anything sort of shows. But yeah, I'm going to get them out tonight, um, put them out in the dark, sort of thing, and uh, and yeah, yeah, see what happens. But yeah, absolutely buzzing that we've definitely got fish in the swim. Ideal. Oh, Sunday morning then. Well, the wind has kicked up. It's coming up to the van vans. Grab some food supplies, but um, but yeah, Sunday morning, Paul's had a couple of bites. He's had a 35 mirror down to his left, um, which is that gnarly channel which I had an epic fight with a 50 pounder, um, when, when I fished, obviously, in here, which you, some of you may have seen on my video on YouTube and what have you, but yeah, he's had a 35 mirror and he's had a, a um. A low 30 on his on his long rod as well, so which is ideal. I got my secret spot um, rod out last night. Managed to get uh, me peg five um, the channel to peg five as well. I've got that rod out in a lovely area. So yeah, nothing for me as of yet, but it looks absolutely mega. The wind's just kicked right up now. Swim looks great. We've had a couple of bites already. Things are looking good. Right then, well, I've managed to uh, catch myself my first one, only a twenty pounder, but you know, bites a bite. I'm absolutely buzzing to be honest. I'd, to be fair, I didn't think I was going to get a bite. Well, I was hoping to have had a bite by sort of come Tuesday, and yeah, Sunday midday, and yeah, my secret spot rod's gone with a uh, with a twenty pounder. So ideal, absolutely mega. I put him straight back. Got the rod dropped straight back on there, and um. And, yeah, yeah, I'm buzzing with that. So, you know, me and Paul were off the mark early in the trip, you know, considering that I sort of didn't think I was going to get a bite until come Tuesday. Yeah, I'm absolutely buzzing with that. So Secret Spot has done me a fish. Like I say, that rod, you know, I dropped it late last night, so it's only been out, well, not even 12 hours. Ideal. Monday then, and yeah, my plateau rod's gone ideal. Went late last night in the middle of the night, so, um, well, sort of early hours of the morning, really, probably about half two, three o'clock in the morning. And yeah, I've had a 30 pound mirror off of the plateau rod, which is a relief to be honest, because I did put a fair amount of bait there, and I'm sort of wondering whether I might have overkilled it, you know, by putting. A bit too much bait out, rather than sort of trying to snare one or two fish, sort of thing, you know, with just little traps like I'm doing on the other rods. To be honest, so I just committed myself with that rod, and it's paid off. I've had a 30 pounder, so which is ideal. Paul was well on his long rod, which is right up the back, you know, towards the boundary. He managed a 25 common off of that rod. So, yeah, we're getting a couple of bites at night. You know, this is unexpected, to be honest. It just, although it, it sort of feels like there's um, there's only sort of small ones in the swim at the minute. Obviously, judging by the the fish that we've had, you know, small for rainbow standards, should I say? But but yeah, we're getting bites all the same. You know, it's Monday now. We've had sort of four bites now, and yeah, yeah, I'm. I'm i 'm surprised to be honest that we 've had bites you know this early on. I think the guys that were in the swim um, last week, hence them packing up early and going home didn 't have anything for the whole week. They had a good trip on their first week. I believe they had a couple of fish at over thirty kilos, so you know a typical peg six you know cutler biggin sort of thing so we 're getting bites law, law of the averages is you know if you 're getting bites, fingers crossed the big one might come our way so yeah, buzzing. I'm absolutely buzzing. I've got another rod rocking now, so that's the Plateau rod that's done me a bite and the Secret Spot as well. The other two rods have been quiet for the moment, so I will keep you posted on the ongoings. Oh, well, I've been a little bit rubbish on the updates, unfortunately. Oh, God, the weather has been a savage in the swim. We've had a lot of rain and... Yeah, we've been still getting bites to be honest. We're on Thursday now, Big Fish Thursday, and um and yeah, we've had we've had a fair few bites. A lot of bites are happening at night to be honest. So, I mean, for me on the filming front, it's been a bit bit crap because I'm getting bites at night, and so is Paul to be honest. We're still sort of winkling away at the small ones at the minute. I've had a I've had a 25 common on the long rod. Uh, right out the back towards the chocolate box and Paul he's getting bites as well on his long rod which is up the back there as well and and yeah we're sort of only sort of winkling away 20 pounders at the minute Paul did have this morning though a 40 common on on his long rod so that's been the biggest fish so far but big fish Thursday you know I've got I've got three of my rods rocking at the minute. The channel rod, which is going up into five, just isn't doing anything at the moment. Yesterday, no, not yesterday, the day before, I saw, um, on Tuesday, I saw a fish jump underneath the tree for the boundary, so, I'm going to move, well, I have moved it. I've I've moved the rod basically to where the boundary is where I saw that fish jump. It's up on the ledge, which is on the far side of the channel, and I've got about nine foot of water underneath that tree and it's fairly clear underneath there as well. So I'm going to leave that rod there for the next few days and hopefully that does me a bite. So I've seen a fish down there, but the weird thing is the fish have stopped showing in the swim. It seems like they're pushed out into 11 and 12's water, There's well, the guys in 12, they're having a lot of bites out there. Um, Ken and Jackie are winkling the odd fish here and there. But yeah, at the the moment, I've got three rods rocking, which is nice, I'm getting consistent bites at night on three rods, I just need to get this channel rod going, to be honest, and hopefully moving it further down and up onto the shelf. Might buy me a bite, but yeah, uh, at the meantime, you know, big fish Thursday, fingers crossed, you know, it lives up to its name. Well, wow, good morning, and I am absolutely knackered to be honest with you. Um, I've had a couple of bites on me long rod right up the back. Uh, first bite, probably about. Oh, Wind's just kicked up a little bit there on the long rod as I'm talking about it. Um, yeah, probably about half two, three o'clock in the morning, I'd say, my long rod has gone and, yeah, we're the biggest fish of the trip so far, which ended up being a 47 Common. I had an epic fight with him at the back there. It was absolutely mega, to be honest. and. uh and yeah, it's a shame it's, it's happening at nights, and I'm not getting sort of footage with the, with the GoPro sort of the head cam and all that, which is a little bit annoying. But I honestly thought this fish is 50 pound, definitely, you know, or thereabouts. He looked quite empty, to be honest. So I brought him back to the swim, not say so early hours of the morning. Got him back, weighed him. He was 47 pound. Rather than wake Paul up um, for a photo and that, I, I just put him back, to be honest, because it was you know, the definitely hours of the morning. I'll put that rod back out and I've just put back a lovely scaly 37 pound mirror, an absolute gem of a car, proper lovely chestnut colours on him, and yeah, mega. And th- that is the first fish that I've actually filmed as of yet. So we're on the Friday. Oh fucking hell, what was that? Did you hear that? What? Someone just whacked the fucking bivy. What was that? Must have been the bloody... them um, fucking fur combs. Jesus Christ. We've had a bit of a nightmare with the fur combs as well, like parking the van. Honestly, when you hear them clattering through the trees behind you, if one hits you, it's going to bloody kill you, let me tell you. And we've already had one hit the bloody window screen of the van, so we've had to move that again. We thought like putting it underneath this one tree, it might soften the blow of any do come down and, um, well, that did work, but scared the death out of me the fact it hit the bloody window screen, so I've moved the van and one's just fallen out of the trees and hit the bivy just then. So. so yeah, anyway, just put back that 37 pound mirror, I'm absolutely buzzing with that one. We're on the Friday now, we still aren't seeing fish showing sort of in the day and that, that's been my first bite, sort of in the daylight really, as far as I can remember anyway to be honest. but. You know we're winkling away and um, we're on I think we've had 19 bites now so which for this swim is is unbelievable to be honest so to have had 19 bites yeah buzzing absolutely buzzing and uh yeah roll on the rest of the trip so we're getting we're getting to Saturday tomorrow now so the first week is nearly done but yeah, things are things are looking good. To be honest, there's still a lot of fish in eleven. When I'm going up there at night, you're just hearing them biggins jumping all the time in peg eleven. There's a lot of fish sat in there at the minute. So, so yes, right, okay. I'll keep you all updated. And as of you know, at, at the minute, um, yeah, I've still only got three rods rocking. I think I'm going to change this channel rod. I'm going to pull it. I'm going to pull it onto the bank closest. To me, to be honest, uh, Paul's mentioned a lovely. I haven't had a proper good look down there. Paul's mentioned a lovely bar that's, that's that runs down on the our near side bank of the channel for peg five. So I'm going to go and put the rod down there, have a change up with it. I've got him, I've got that rod on tigers in a minute. I'm going to change it to boilies. All of our bites have come from boilies at the minute. So that's the only rod that I've sort of got out there with tigers on in a minute. I'm going to change them over. Put some, I'm going to mix it up like I did with the plateau rod. I'm going to put switch and SLK down there, mix them both up, have one of each Wafter hook baits, an 18mm SLK and an 18mm switch as well. I'm going to put it onto the bar and see what happens. Oh, well, that was a good move then. Friday evening, and yeah, I've put the rod, um, I've moved it down in the channel, the only rod that hasn't gone yet, the one going towards peg five. I've moved it to this near side. Margin and within an hour the bloody thing's gone, unbelievable. So yeah, 37 pound common, absolutely buzzing with that. Drop the rod back down there now, and yeah, I've now got four rods that have done me bites. So yeah, it's ideal to have you know have me spot sorted sort of thing. So yeah, I'm buzzing with that. Paul's managed himself a couple of bites as well. He's had a 37 uh, mirror and. And, yeah, things are looking good. I'm buzzing that I've got this channel rod going now, so, yeah, I'm elated with that. It's a lovely spot. There's a bar that comes off the bank, which Paul had mentioned to me, but as it sort of drops down into the gully of the channel, which is almost, you know, centre of the channel, you've got... You've got 13 foot of water in the centre of it, but then there's this little tiny shelf. where It cu- comes up to about 12 foot, so it's only a foot shelf, but it's rock hard on that shelf. That's where I've put the rod, and yeah, that is the first rod that's gone in deep water. All the other rods, mine and Paul's, are sort of in between, sort of six foot and nine foot, and that's the first rod that's gone in deep water. So yeah, I'm absolutely elated with that. Ideal, still getting bites, and yeah, now I've got four rods rocking. Absolutely buzzing. Paul, has, <laughs> last night, had gone down this uh, gnarly channel to the left-hand side and he's come back saying, oh, I see these... these oh, Was it orange eyes looking at your... Oh, orange, bright orange eyes. He said, normally they're green, but like but these bright orange eyes looking at him. I was like, oh, I don't know what that could be. Sort of a, maybe a fox or something like that. Well, he's just gone down that channel and there's a wild boar down there by the bank and they're having a stare-off competition. So Paul's in the boat, staring at this bloody wild boar. The wild boar's staring at him. but luckily for Paul, it's clattered off back into the woods because I think if it had got in the water, um, yeah, I might have heard a few screams, so. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, so Paul's got the wild boar down that area. Um, it slowed up a little bit for him down in that channel, to be honest, and that roddy sort of moving around Around the swim, trying to sort of nick a bite here and there, but his other three rods, um, one of one of which is down like between these tufts, that hasn't done him any bites yet. But it's a renowned big fish spot uh, down the back of these tufts. But his other two rods, his long rod and the one that he's got towards a rhino tree, is doing him the odd bite here and there. So, so yeah, things are looking good, and uh, yeah, we're going into Saturday night now, and. Let's hope the swim comes alive for um, Friday night. Sorry, it's Saturday night. Yeah, we're going into Friday night now. So um, yeah, the, the week is nearly over. Oh, a well, Sunday morning then. And yeah, I skipped Saturday because basically I haven't had any bloody bites. That's been the first 24 hours that none of the rods have gone, which is which is weird. But to be honest, I needed a bloody good night's kip and I've had one, which is ideal. Um, so, yeah, Paul Paul managed a couple of bites yesterday on Saturday, though. He had a 39 common on his long rod and then he, um, he had another fish off of his Rhino rod. Uh, I think he said it was a low 30. So, yeah, he's had a couple of bites off of them, but I have just had off of the plateau rod A 52 pound common. Oh man, absolutely buzzing. I did have a bite as well on my long rod up to the chocolate box. I'd say that was a 30 mirror just put in back sort of thing. And then, then, yeah, I've literally just put back a 52 pound common. An immaculate looking fish, absolute beauty. Mm. I'm elated that that, you know, plateau rod where I've been putting a lot of bait out. I've consistently, I've stayed on top of it, you know, every time I've had a bite, I've gone out there, I've just put a kilo, because I've been getting bites at night on that rod, I've just put a kilo, maybe two kilos, back over the top of it. And then come the evening the next day I've just been giving it a big hit of bait. I did that yesterday, Saturday, I didn't have any bites off of it, so I just give it a big hit of bait again and yeah paid off for me. Sunday morning just put myself back a £52, pounder, I'm absolutely elated so yeah, absolutely mega. Mega, mega, mega. I'm absolutely buzzing around the swim. We've got a roast dinner to make today. I, to be honest, I've never even cooked a bloody roast dinner at home uh, because I've got the oven with me and, like I say, the kitchen sink and everything is here. Gonna cook me and Paul a celebrationary roast dinner tonight, spuds and everything. Looking forward to it. Got a big joint of beef which I'm gonna put in in a minute to be honest with you. I don't know what the time is. I was looking for my phone to see what the time is. I don't know, I suppose it's it's about midday, so I'll probably stick this um, joint of beef into the oven, let him cook slowly. Oh, long rods just bleed. Oh, the wind's kicked up again, and uh. Yeah, I'm buzzing around to swim like a madman at the minute. I'm, I'm absolutely elated after having that 50-pounder. Ideal. One, two, three, four. Oh, good morning. Monday morning, second part of the week. And yeah, I dropped an absolute clanger yesterday. When when I had that 50-pounder, it picked up a little stick when I'd actually gone out into the pond. and. <sighs> like, even though it come off nice and easy and what have you, it's still, you know, there was obviously something there that he had found. And I hadn't bloody sort of earmarked it thinking that that might happen again, you know? I don't know, perhaps it was just over buzzing my catching that 50 pounder. That I just put the rod back out, you know, with the same procedure of, of where I've pinned me line sort of thing on the plateau rod. and. It went again a few hours after putting it back out and, yeah, unfortunately the bloody fish that I'd hooked had actually found them, that twig again. I'd gone out there in the boat and as, as I sort of approached the area, there's massive vortexes and big boils coming up on the surface, so he was right close to the surface, but where there was so much vortexing going on, I couldn't see exactly where the fish, where the fish was the sort of clarity on rainbow now is getting a lot better year by year. There's a lot of these little sort of pea mussels that have turned up now, and people are saying that that you know it's because of them. That's why the water clarity sort of changing. How true that is, you know. I, I, I'm not too I'm not too sure to be honest. But you now you're getting perhaps a couple of foot of water where you can actually see. You know clearly through the water, sort of, especially at night when you're going out with the head torch. You're, you know, you're looking about the place and you're seeing the pike swimming about. I see a lot of pike last night swimming about, and you're seeing the bass a couple of foot down from from the surface. But anyway, you know, back to back to this fish that was vortexing, and um, yeah, it was weird that the line was sort of going in one side of it, and the float was about two foot to the right, sort of bolt upright, and the float was sort of Bobbing up and down, and I tried to like fathom out what way this fish had gone round this stick sort of thing, and um, and yeah, it sort of started to come free a little bit, and I thought, do you know what, I'll just go for it with a net, and I put the net in, put the net deep down under the water, tried to scoop, weren't happening, so I put the rod into the boat, and I grabbed hold of the. The um leg lead core leadless leader, and I had it so finely within my fingers, sort of thing. And I'm sort of just gently, gently, like millimeter by millimeter, pulling it just to see if I can sort of fathom out what way round this twig this fish had gone. It lit just like tick, I felt it just go within my finger. Oh, it's heartbreaking, absolutely heartbreaking, especially with the fact that. I didn't actually see how big he was, sort of thing, and all the vortexes stopped completely and yeah, game over. So, you know, it's been God, do you know what? I can't remember the last time I lost a fish at Rainbow to be honest. It's been a bloody long time and one is one too many in my eyes, so I completely changed things up and had to obviously redirect the fish from um Away from basically where this twig is to be honest. So what I ended up doing, I'm now on that rod, I'm using one to three poles to direct my line, and I'm using the back bank behind the spot. Um, you've got you've got like a, a a bar that comes out and it comes out quite shallow in the water. And I've put I've put a pole in there with a hook on it, and I've sort of dragged around the area. There's about there's about 10, 11 foot of water. It's actually the other side of the plateau. So as you look at the plateau from the swim, um, where it goes up to sort of seven foot where the plateau is, down the back of it, it drops down into sort of 12 to 11 foot of water. So you've got a deep channel and then it runs back up to this bar that I've got my pole on. I'd say it's about five rod lengths behind the plateau sort of thing. So I've now, I I put a pole in there um, and then I've got three, uh, two other poles towards me, um, which is keeping the line up out of the water, just keeping it clear of sort of any any twigs that might be there. Well, I know that there's twigs there, obviously, but but yeah. So I'm basically now the rod goes from the swim, sort of goes into one stick in front of me, then another sort of 20 yards, it goes into another pole, then another sort of. Fifty odd yards, it goes into this hook, and then it comes back towards the plateau. So when I'm pulling the fish, it's pulling him away from the plateau down into the deep water. And um, I've dragged it with like by holding a couple of H blocks in your hand, dropping them, dropping them down deep, and then just putting the motor in gear one and two, and just sort of going up and down this deep channel just to make sure. That there isn't any branches or twigs or any anywhere. Oh, see that one, Paul. Yeah. One just jumped in the swim. Then not Mill really. That's out from the chocolate box rod, that, isn't it? it, just out from it. Yeah. My chocolate box rod has slowed up massively, which is which is odd. That's been going every night. My body clock now gets me up at one o'clock in the morning which is what happened last night because that is when the chocolate box rod has been going. But for the last two nights, it hasn't gone that rod, but I'm still bloody getting up at that time in the morning, hence why I'm sounding like a zombie at the minute because um, I got up at one, you know, I'm ping awake. I, I got up, made myself a cup of tea. Me and Paul had a lovely roast dinner yesterday, so there was a bit of beef left over from the roast dinner, so I ended up munching that like some bloody Viking. and. And yeah, it weren't until about half two in the morning and my plateau rod went with this new setup sort of thing, you know, i.e. by directing the fish away from 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 the area that I lost the last one at and and yeah it worked, it went really smoothly. I pulled into him. I needed to get about three rod lemps off of him so that I knew that he was down deep into the channel, got my three rod lamps back. Got into the boat. Pitch black last night. Like, like I could see pike and there, lots of pike about um, as I was going out to the spot. It was very eerie last night. It was dead, at, dead at night. You know, silent, absolutely silent. You could hear an owl in the background screaming, letting him letting another owl know where his territory was and everything. Yeah, it was very cool going out there, but. I was all disorientated. I didn't know where the bloody hell I was or anything. It just seemed very strange in the boat last night. But anyway, yeah, it all worked. It all went to plan. £20 common. Uh, So I put him straight back, sort of thing. Got the rod back on the area. But we had a lot of fish move into our swim. There was. Down to Paul's left hand side, where you've got them sort of gnarly channels where I'd had them epic boat battles years ago, sort of thing. There was a lot of fish down there. I nearly woke Paul up to be fair to let him know that there was fish that way because he fished it for the first couple of days, but he's pulled a rod now because we've been getting bites out the front of the swim out long. He's had rods out there and for Paul, unfortunately, that sort of slowed up and, like I say, m- the only rod I've got going at the minute is this plateau rod. My channel rod to five has died a death. My bloody secret spot has died a death and now the bloody chocolate box rod has, has stopped working as well. Very odd. but. I sort of knew, you know, I invested in the spot on the plateau spot by putting a lot of bait out from the start and keeping up with it, establishing the spot and I sort of hoped that this is what would happen come the second week that it would be, you know, the rod that would overtake all the others where I'm just sort of trapping them with a kilo of bait. And yeah, that is that appears to be what's working at the moment, so which is which is ideal. So, yeah, that's the state of play. Monday morning, it's half seven in the morning French time, so half six back at home. There's fish jumping about in 11 and 12 like you wouldn't bloody believe. Every time you cast your eyes up there, there's a fish airborne. So there's a lot of fish in that water at the minute. To our left-hand side, you've got guys that are in seven, eight, nine. They're having it off in peg nine, which is fishing sort of long up to 11, we believe. and. um and, yeah, they're, Christ, I think it's every hour I think they're having a bite. So, yeah, really come into their own 789. It used to be real unfavoured pegs they did and and now I think anyone would take 789. They, they, they really have become really good pegs for not only big ones but big it's of fish as well, which is pretty cool. So we'll see what today brings. Monday now, you know, the trip is slowly ticking away. We've still got... Was it five nights left, I suppose? Is it five? Is that right? I don't even know what... Yeah, five nights left. So, Five nights for a proper rainbow monster to turn up. Let's hope it happens. Tuesday morning then, second part of the week, and Monday ended up being quite an eventful one, to be honest. Paul managed... To land an absolute giant, which ah oh, was mega. There's on the left-hand side of the swim, you've got this real long island that's got this. Um, it's got one of the trees off it looks like a rhino trunk, so it's called the Rhino Tree sort of thing. It's a spot that I fished when I was on the left-hand side um, for the whole two weeks, and all I ever got off of it was bloody bream. And and Paul's been fishing it um, this week, and. I think he's had one bream off of it as well and he's fished it a lot in the past and he's like, you know, it's such a lovely spot. It it almost owes him a fish as such. So he's persevered with it, you know, fishing it, fishing it, fishing it, not getting much joy off of it, and then it went yesterday. Real funny bite as well, sort of bit of a breamy sort of bite, and he's gone out there and it's probably the longest toe on the left-hand side, it's a long old way up the back there. And as he's got there, I see him sort of having to sort of hold onto the line. He'd said that <clears throat> the fish, excuse me, the fish had had found a bloody branch like right next to the bank. I'm watching him in the binoculars, thinking, "Oh God, you know." As soon as you you have to sort of put the rod down and then start, you know, hand lining it as such, you almost think, "Oh, this is going to be game over." So I put the binoculars down, uh, started to make some. Some breakfast, and then I look back up, and he's out in the middle of the pond playing it. I thought, oh bloody hell, he's he's winning here. And then um yeah, an epic boat battle for him. He's landed it, and straight away he just like looked up into the sky, and I thought, here we go, this is it, you know, a giant finally sort of thing. And um, and Paul always re-drops a rod, and he hardly ever bloody brings anything back. To be honest, he even puts back fifty pounders. He's caught that many sort of thing, and. Yeah, started motoring the boat straight back to shore, and I thought, here we go. You know, this is going to be a proper giant. And yeah, wow, in the net when it was lying like, like alongside the boat, it looked humongous. It looked 70 pound all day long. Got it up onto the scales. And it went sixty-two pound. It, it it definitely looked like a, a seventy, but it was so spawned out. This fish was. It's weird. They must have had quite a late spawning, to be honest. Because I've had the few of the fish that I've been having. They've been really empty as well, to be honest. So they definitely had a bit of a late spawning over here, and. And yeah, that that what I mean he was elated. 62 pounder, big one for the trip, trips done for him, definitely. So yeah, absolutely mega. And um, yeah, he's buzzing. And funny enough, he's out there at the moment redropping the rod now. Last night I managed a couple of fish. My secret spot started bloody going finally. So I've had a bite off of that. Um, just a, a scraper twenty, and then my plat my plateau rod where I'm putting a lot of bait. That one went as well late last night at about three or four in the morning, I believe, and that was a 20-pounder as well. So yesterday, We've, we've been seeing fish fizzing and showing right up the centre of the swim sort of thing, almost where a lot of people would just sort of fish over the top of them because you've got sort of their chocolate box at the back and there's a lot of features right at the back of this swim. We've been watching these fish fizzing every morning and the odd show and all that and I thought, Do you know what, I'm going to pull this chocolate box rod, which was my... The rod that was doing it for me, you know, the first part of the week, that was that was my best rod sort of thing. So I pulled it. I thought, look, I'm going to give it a night in the middle of um, the swim and just see what happens. And yeah, a couple of hours ago, that rod hooped over. So I'm actually fishing down into a gully. You've got many bars out in front of this swim. There's probably seven or eight bars before I actually get to this bar that's that's dead centre of the swim and. That's sort of I sort of eyed up where they've been showing and went out there. And then you've got this deep sort of gully that runs over it, starts off on nine foot on top of the bar, and then it drops down into 13 foot. And it's real sludgy and horrible where it's 13 foot, and then it sort of starts creeping up 12 and a half, you know, 12, 11 and a half, etc. So, where the in between where it's sludgy, where it's 13 and 12 and a half foot is where I've put it. I just all I did was put. I put uh, a bollocks rig down there with a couple of switch wafters on, and I put eight boilies over the top of it. Only reason why I've sort of just only put sort of eight boilies round it is Paul said the Hungarians that were in here a few years ago, that's all they did in here. They fished the gullies in the middle of the swim. And they just dropped like five boilies over the top of them, and they had a load of giants, you know, a load of giants in there as well. So I thought, you know what, I'm gonna try it, and um, and yeah, that worked for me. I had a mid forty common off of that rod with you know eight bloody boilies round it. Mental because that gully sort of if, if you hang a right from where that is, um, the gully is it sort of runs up to the 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 back of my plateau, so it's probably. 50, 60 yards to the right, the plateau is, so yeah, it's at the back of that. So it's pretty much, you know, they're, whether they're running along that gully and then going up onto me um, plateau rod, I'm not too sure, but you know, that rod's worked. I've, I've dropped, re-dropped it out of there, put eight more boilies around it and see what happens for another night. If it quietens off, and I don't get a bite on it for 24 hours. we am going to put it back on the chocolate box rod. So, yeah, we're still winkling away at them. I'm still waiting for that proper giant as of yet. It feels mad for it, to be honest. Proper big fish weather, you know. It feels low-pressure, m- moody skies, and, and yeah, it looks, it looks mad for it, to be honest. So that is the state of play Tuesday midday. If anything else happens, I shall keep us that will keep you all posted. Go, Johnny, go! Here we go then. I'm not gonna lie, this feels like a bloody good one proper oh the only issue is the last time this went it fell off so let's hope this one bloody doesn't fall off oh i'm shitting myself this is a good one this is definitely a good one Oh, I think it's big, I don't know, oh man, I can't tell, come on, come on, keep coming, oh god, oh god Paul, oh god, yeah mate, yeah, come on, please, please, oh mate, Oh, mate. Fuck. Mate, I'm shitting it. Oh, man. My fucking legs are going and everything. Come on, please. Please. Oh. Oh, mate. Please, please, please. Please. Stop. Give up. Oh. Come on. Come on. Come on. Fucking get in there, get in there! (laughs) That is a unit. Yes. Yes. Oh, mate. Oh, man. I've just got back from one of the most epic boat battles I've had on this trip. Ah. I'm absolutely buzzing. So I've literally I've brought the fish back to the bank. It was on the plateau rod. It's Wednesday now, second part of the week, and uh, yeah, it's, it's been a little bit quiet to be honest. Uh, the rods, yeah, aren't going at night, even though I'm getting up at night now because my body clock's getting me up. Yeah, rods haven't been going at night, which is nice, but you know I've been spending all night bloody sat up awake waiting for one of the rods to go. But yeah, that didn't happen last night and yeah, it's now, I don't know, uh, 12, one o'clock in the day, I, I suppose. Plateau rod's gone, I put I put a lot of bait on it uh, yesterday evening and yeah, it's, it's gone for me. Oh, I'm absolutely elated. I can't wait to get the fish out of the water and see how much it weighs, but yeah, buzzing, buzzing, buzzing. Good, isn't Here we go then. How about that for an absolute animal? 54 pounds. In all fairness, I thought it was a lot bigger, but you know what? I don't care. Absolutely buzzing with him. Another big one off of the plateau rod over a load of SLK and switch. I couldn't be happier. Yes! Thank you, beast. <laughs> oh, I love this place. That'll do, pig, that'll do. Right, stop recording. Here we go, then. This is when things really start to get depressing <laughs> as the end of the trip is near. Thursday now, midday Thursday. I didn't really do much of an update on Wednesday. Wednesday was a bloody good day, to be honest, after, obviously, that, that 54-pounder that I had yesterday. Bit, bit of an odd one, really. Um, me and Paul were sort of discussing it, you know. When when Paul would come back with that 60 pounder that he had, the 62 pounder, when we were looking at it, we were thinking, man, that is 70 pounds all day long, the width of it and everything. And then when we got it on the mat, we see that it was spawned out, it was a little bit empty. Then we got it on the scales and it went 62. When you're thinking it's going to be a 70, and it's an odd feeling when when you're sort of out here and you're, I know you're not expecting to catch a 70 pounder but then you are at rainbow and that is why you're here you're wanting the 70s the 80s you know the special special ones them absolute giants but yeah you know sometimes you can you can just get blindsided by that uh thinking right you know uh, that's all I want to catch is a 70 or 80 and and sometimes you can Sort of forget, obviously, you know that a sixty pounder is a bloody big big fish, as is a fifty four pounder, and you know the the sort of um, the leading up to it, you know, the bait in the spot forever, you know, we've been here a long time now, you know, ten nights sort of thing, and and then you know when that rod does go and you're crapping yourself and you're seeing him fighting underneath the bait. I mean, I was absolutely shitting myself with that fifty four pounder, proper yesterday. I, I, I just the length of the fish when I see it sort of diving underneath the boat and everything like I was absolutely crapping myself and it was a great buzz when it went in the net, you know. And okay, I've when I first saw it, I thought, bloody hell, that is 60 pounds all day long. And then when it didn't go 60, it was a bit like, oh, it's not a 60 pounder, but at the same time, what an immense buzz, you know, to Just, yeah, I I think sometimes you can, like I say, just be a little bit blindsided sometimes when you're out at a place like Rainbow. That all you should be, you know, happy about as such is catching 70s and 80s. And, you know, sometimes you can forget, you know, that, that, you know, it isn't all about the 70s and 80s all the time, sort of thing. So it was a little bit of a weird one, but do you know what? I was elated with that fish. I really, really was. I was absolutely buzzing. I had a great boat battle with him. Which I, uh, I hope I've got audio for that you've already heard sort of thing that I'll obviously that I've put on to this podcast. Now, I put the rod straight back out and ended up with a 37 pound common after that because it was doing a live feed. Uh, on Wednesday, I brought that fish back, normally sort of like the 30s and, and, and some of the sort of scraper 40s we, me and Paul had just been putting back because of how long the toe is, to be honest, because it's a long way up the back. So yeah, it's a lot easier just to put them back rather than obviously dragging them all the way back to the bank and then going back out to drop your rod or what have you. So yeah, I had a 37 pounder off of that, put the rod obviously straight back out again, and then it went late last night again with a 30 pound mirror, beautiful, beautiful fish. And Paul had a, uh, one of the scalies, 30 pound scalies, as well, last night on his long rod, the rhino rod, which he had had the 60 pounder from as well. So, yeah, that was cool. You know, a good night. A good, um, it's been sorry, I'm just double checking that the camera is recording, I'm not talking to myself. So. Yeah, we're getting into Thursday now, you know, slow sort of pack-down starts. Friday, tomorrow, I'm going to get everything completely packed away, get the Evo up and do a night underneath the Evo, so yeah, I hate it when it gets to this point of the trip. The whole trip has gone in a heartbeat, it's gone so quickly, it's unbelievable. The other rods have quietened off, which is just strange, you know. the. That plateau rod has, has really done me well. I've, I've kept on top of putting a lot of bait out over the rod every single time I've had a bite and it's come into its own now. It's almost like the spot's established, although today it hasn't gone, strangely enough. But last night I had to change the rig slightly due to the splice coming out of... i um, using the Bollocks rig on all the rods and the splice had come out of... of um, the rig splicing thingy, majigger, you know, sort of thing. It was whilst I was taking the bait off it, it slipped out. So I I'd, um, I basically just figure of eight looped it because using a multi-rig on the bollocks rig and it made it a lot shorter. And now that's sort of messing with me mind thinking, is that now why I haven't had a bite today off of it when I've been pretty much getting bites every day off of that rod? And yet... We've got to sort of free half free in the evening Thursday and that bloody rod's not gone and all the others have been quiet as well. So I'm undecisive of what to do. I tied a new rig last night and uh, yeah, I was hoping for a bite by now so that I could replace the rig sort of thing. So I think I'm just going to have to go back out, reset that rod. I'm going to leave all the other three rods, uh, to be honest. I've got the channel rod down to five. I'm going to keep that where it is and uh, the other two rods as well, just just to leave them there until Saturday morning sort of thing. <clears throat> so, yeah, that is the state of play. The, the platter rod has been good for me. It was good for me yesterday. Paul had only had the one bite last night. We're still seeing so many bloody fish showing in 11 in front of us sort of thing. Well, I say in front of us, are about bloody 400 yards away, but but, yeah, we're watching them every morning. First misty morning and first cold night last night as well. It was it was really nippy last night. And, and yeah, we had a big fog that come onto the lake this morning you couldn't see anything, but there was definitely a lot of fish that were in our swim last night. We could hear them jumping around bloody everywhere, just in front of us, at the back of us, to the left and to the right of us. And you could... When I had my bite, which I suppose was about four o'clock in the morning, you could hear other bikes going off around the lake, sort of thing. You know, you get that bite time period where the the whole pond wakes up, I suppose. So, So, that is the state of play at the minute. Big Fish Thursday hasn't done us any fish. As of yet, to be honest, big fish Thursday is a load of rubbish on here now. It doesn't seem to be that. Fat Fish Friday is the new big fish Fro- uh, Thursday, I think it is. So so yes, that is that's it so far. I am bloody depressed that the trip is coming to an end, but hey ho, you know, I've got two more nights to go. In the hope that a true rainbow monster turns up. If it hasn't, doesn't matter. You know, I've been absolutely elated with the amount of bites me and Paul have had from a swim that shouldn't be as prolific as it has been. I think we're on about 33 bites. 33 bites now, Paul. Yeah, 33, 33? 33 bites now between the pair of us, which is bloody good going. And like I say, only one loss as well. You know, on a place like this, you know you're getting it right when you've only had one loss out of out of 34 bites should i say um so yes right that is it that's the state of play until something else happens i will keep you posted one two three four friday morning then the last full day of this two-week trip very very depressing i hate this day, all I do is bloody whinge and moan all day. I'm surprised Paul puts up with it, to be honest, because I'm bloody depressed. <laughs> oh, dear, it's a miserable day as well. And little, what we tend to do is get everything packed up. You've got to be back at the clubhouse by at 10 o'clock in the morning. It's a big changeover on the lake tomorrow. The whole lake's changing over, so there's going to be a lot of people at the clubhouse, a lot of people going to the clubhouse, obviously, from the lake. And uh, yeah, Pascal this morning's already warned us, make sure you're at the clubhouse for 10 o'clock. So yeah, we, uh, in other words, need to be there by 9.30, that says to me. So what's gone on since yesterday, Thursday night, well, Friday morning, my plateau rod went again at 1:24 in the morning, so it went a minute earlier than it was meant to. So I've been getting up at 1:25 every night because you know that has been when I've had bites. And yeah, it went a minute before, so uh yeah, I'm a, I'm a minute down on me my normal sleep pattern at the minute. And yeah, that was it was a good fish from the get go. Rod hooped over. Um, As soon as I into it, I thought this, you know, big weight on the end, thought here we go. Got went out there into the pitch black, into the gloom sort of thing, right up the back on my plateau rod. Had a great fight with the fish, and yeah, looked a scraper 50, I would say. It was a lovely carp, real slate grey, huge scale on one side of him. And I had every intention of bringing him back, but. Oh, he was nailed, and I must have spent nearly 20 minutes out there trying to get the bloody hook out of the fish's mouth. And that it was, it was, it's difficult in the dark. And, and yeah, I ended up just putting him back because of the amount of time I'd already had him in the net, sort of thing. I just thought, you know what, he can go back to his watery home. So I let him go straight away, put the rod back out there, come back, pulls ad. Three bites this morning, so it's woken up on his side of the swim. Unfortunately, they've all been small ones, but but yeah, he's had he's had a few quiet days. The last few days have been quiet on the left-hand side of the swim. My my plateau rod's been the only sort of rod that that has been doing the do at the minute. So that's the state of play at the moment. It's 10 o'clock in the morning now. The rain has just started. We've had a bit of a drizzle. It's really overcast. It looks, you know, mad for it to be honest. I'm hoping the plateau rod goes again at some point today. It's been going at like one, two o'clock during the day, and then it's been doing the same thing again in the in the morning, one, two o'clock in the morning as well. So, so yeah, that is, you know, it's all now coming to a bloody end. Unfortunately, I'm looking at all my kit everywhere and. Thinking, right, I'm going to have to start packing all this stuff up. You know, it's two weeks worth of, of clobber everywhere. Cook tent's got to come down, I pack everything down, and then I do a night in the Evo. I, I normally either do it in the Evo or, or under the stars, but I won't be doing it under the stars tonight just in case it decides to rain again. So that is the state of play at the moment. If anything happens throughout the rest of the day today, fingers crossed, my plateau rod goes again. Would be nice, and hopefully, you know, one of Paul's rods goes again as well. Trip's coming to an end. I'm bloody depressed. <sighs> okay, well, I'm actually home now. I've been home for five or six days. To be honest, yeah, it's taken me a little while to. To get over that trip and what have you. And and yeah, I ended up having another big one in the evening off of my channel rod. Surprisingly, you know, that rod had been quiet. And yeah, it should have brought it back to the bank really. It looked like a possible £50 common. I sort of sat there in the boat. It was about three o'clock in the morning that rod had gone. And I sat there in the boat. Thinking if I bring it back, I've got to unload the van, get all my camera equipment out and get all my stuff out. And I contemplated for a while and then I just thought, look, I'm going to put the fish back. Absolutely criminal. I know I shouldn't bloody do it, but yeah, it's just, it's not easy that swim, let me tell you, which, you know, it, it was difficult just getting fish out of the boat, like the boat area where the water was down. You've got like a bit of a platform in the front of six and yeah, it can be a bit of a nightmare just getting the fish out of the actual water and into the swim itself can be a right nightmare. But wow, what a mega trip. A surprising one. We ended up with 37 bites in all. I'd lost one and Paul had lost one. So one loss each, you know, nothing to grumble at, definitely. Too many bites for that swim. You know, people people have been saying to me, you know, how, how was your rainbow trip, etc. And that sounds ridiculous, too many bites, what you want about, but for that swim, it was just unexpected, you know, and we didn't have, you know, one of them 70 pounders that almost reside in that swim, that live in there, residents, you know, that get caught a lot in that swim, and that didn't happen for us, and was that because we had had too many bites, maybe, you know, who knows, you're never really gonna know, but... You know that was that was a mega trip for that swim to have that many bites out of there. You know was uh was testament to the way that we fished it and obviously the bait that we used. So yeah um yeah it was mega mega mega. Along with that, Paul's got his dates for the next two years, which is wow, like unbelievable. I think he's got well we've basically what Paul gets. He gets two or three trips a year. Over there, like two week trips, and he's basically whenever he gets his his dates as such, and the swims that he gets given, he lets me have first dibs on them. And for the next two years, we got 17, 18, which let me tell you are mega, mega swims. They always got big ones in front of you, and whether you're lucky enough to catch one of them, there's one in particular. 80 pound common in there, which I think is called the humpback common. It's got this overslung gob on him, he's long and lit. He is just a mega, mega carbon one. I dearly want to catch out of Rainbow. And he only ever seems to get caught in pegs 18 and 17. Although I did see him get caught last year from peg 19, but that was on the boundary to 18. So he lives there, you know. I've never seen that fish get caught anywhere else around the lake. And the only way, you know, you're going to be in with a chance of catching a fish like that is to be fishing peg 17, 18. Now, 17, I did fish last year and had an incredible trip in peg 17 I had 64 bites. Was it 64 fish? 14 of which were over £50 up to £60 an ounces or 61 an ounces. Yeah, mega, mega trip that one was. And um, Paul's said, you know, he's given me choice. I can go in 17 or 18, it's entirely up to me for next year's trip, which is at the end of August. So I've decided to go back into 17 in the hope that, you know, I might might um, sort of redeem myself in there as such by hopefully catching one of them resident 70-80 stroke 80 pounders that live in there. I am adamant on the last night I lost one of them giants that lives in there. And reason being, I you could play them from the bank in there. You're sort of fishing in between fallen trees that fallen falling off of an island in front of you and you're fishing between them and down into deep water. And... I managed to get this fish right the way back to the bank and it, it was just hugging the bottom the whole way and I sort of give it the double hands on the rod to try and get it up off the bottom and the rod just hooped over and the fish didn't move at all so I began to start crapping myself and as it was coming up in the water just as it breached the surface, this was at night, the hook come out gutted, absolutely gutted so I would like to redeem myself by hopefully catching one of them giants that lives in there. So I'm going to go back in peg 17 next year and then the following year I'm going to go in peg 18. So yeah, thoroughly looking forward to the next two years at the Mighty Rainbow. Both of them are going to be two-week trips as well. So right, that's it. I hope you have enjoyed this in-session podcast at the Mighty Rainbow and I'll catch up with you all soon.